You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. going on 14 i am mike i'm patrick i'm joel and i'm josh and for this episode i will mostly be reading selections from my unauthorized autobiography who am i how did i get here and where are my pants or saturday mornings (laughs) funny enough i am not wearing and i'm new to the show (laughs) jesus (laughs) oh god (laughs) here we go i'm snagglepuss and i'm stoned oh exit stage left even uh i really hope this is not going to be a thing (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> it is for now it might pop up later oh, anyway boy. what's up i didn't know why you would think we needed a stone snagglepuss are, are, in the show are we gonna have to recast joel well it was better than my <laughs> bruce valanche doing his harry Knowles impersonation is it Just about saying. that time <laughs> it may be <laughs> I'm gonna bring in Sarah Chalky to play Joel. <laughs> Sarah Chalk? Whatever her name you is. Said yeah. Chalky. Chalky. Chalky? That's her nickname in college. I didn't realize she was British. I thought the Hey, e- Chalky. I, th- I thought the E had to be pronounced. I thought I didn't know she was British. Yeah. No. The... Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. So what are we talking about this week, guys? We're talking about us. Oh, well I'm out. <laughs> it's not like every week. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about where we came from. We're talking about this is the origins story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so on. The secret identity. <laughs> the hell was that? That was uh, my version of 2001. The origin of a feces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> this is actually the 40th show. So a toast to us for making 40 shows. And we figure uh, that there's a lot of jokes and comments and things that we've said back and forth to each other that we think maybe the listeners don't know. So we're going to go through some uh, events and where we were when we met, what happened, how we all got together, and what we're doing now. For example, did you know that Richard Gere was almost the fifth member of of 40 going on 14. <laughs> know? He, he was almost the fifth Beatle. Yeah, at some point we should do a trivia contest to see who's actually listened to all the shows. Like, uh, ask some of those deep questions that you'd have to have heard like 80% of the shows to know where they came from. That'd be pretty sweet. Wow. That would be fun. Who wants to subject themselves to listen to every show? Yeah, maybe all of the people who have joined us since joining the Musings of a Geek podcast network. Huh? Yes. We have had a lot of uh, people coming on board and listening to us. And we appreciate that. Okay. Thank you okay. for listening to our show. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to our brothers and sisters, the uh, Musings of a Geek Podcast Network, which, uh, ironically enough, has the Musings of a Geek Podcast Pilots, the Arkham Social Hour, History of Bad Ideas Podcast, which is an awful, awful, terrible group of people, and <laughs> you should never. You should listen to them, though. I did. Yeah, you definitely should listen to them, but they're terrible people. Uh, Graphic Novice, which has a Canadian. Oh. Uh, Dark 
Angels and Pretty Freaks, which has a dog with a bacon dip bone from the last time I listened to the episode. Uh, Best of the Worst Movie Podcast, Sweat and the Small Stuff, Who the What Now, The Q from Hell, and Comic Arguments and What Are You Into? <laughs> what are you into? <laughs> yeah, I listened to a couple of episodes this week. Uh, big fan of Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks and Who the What Now in particular. Good stuff. Yes. No offense to the other shows. Of course not. You can only listen to so much on the way to work. Exactly. I'll send some offense to him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. All right. We had a lot of feedback from various folks this week. Uh, a small pile of voicemails and at least one Facebook comment. Yeah. Oh, we have an email also. Sweet. You want to do that email first? Sure. <laughs> Let's do the email. The email is from Charlie, and he says, you guys equal adequate. <laughs> Charlie. Which, as a bonus to Charlie, he spelled adequate correctly. Actually, we had like seven voicemails in the last week, and like, I don't know, four of them were from Charlie? Well, we'll be oh, playing one of them. One was, of them. <laughs> yeah, because one of them were all incoherent rambling. <laughs> one of them, uh, Google Translate, actually said, unable to transcribe message <laughs> do you want me to call 911 <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get charlie's out of the way here all right it's been a while since i've listened to charlie by the way uh first off joel you fucking idiot nobody <laughs> murdered kurt cobain on april 5th 94 he took a fatal overdose of shotgun <laughs> now, uh, the Italian job. Uh, think about talking to an Irishman and having them say Italian. They'll say Italian because they're fucking Irish and they have a fucked up accent, and and that's what that's um yeah yeah. Shut your hole. Anyway, barely fucking adequate, guys. Barely. <laughs> He's obsessed with the wait. Italian job. Wait, wait. I'm just saying because the thing is still scrolling. Okay, it stopped. I was waiting for something else. Another. Edit. All right. Well, Charlie, I just have to say thank you for an insulting an entire nation. Uh, <laughs> I want to address the first of part of his message because that was actually my line because I wrote that in a TWI that um, Kurt C- Cobain was murdered on this day. That was me because I still subscribe to the whole, you know, I don't think he committed suicide theory. Yeah, Joel was Joel was pushing it on the show so I could see how he got there. Well, and I, I'm a firm believer in that and have made it very vocal over the years right. so we, yeah but i mean we didn't expl- explicitly like say it we were definitely but yeah that's what we're saying i think courtney love murdered don't Cobain. don't put me in you don't don't use a we word <laughs> okay <laughs> what's this we chemo sabi <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly <laughs> all right who's up next i know we got three more all right we have listener <laughs> <laughs> listener <laughs> listener that's all it says in the voicemail Hello, this is Listener. I have been listening to your show for some time. I've called twice before, thought I've got the wrong number when the Google Voice lady picks up the phone and says, Hello, please leave your message for... And then I hung up. Then I realized upon calling other Google voicemail lines, that is how Google voicemail works. So, this is a voicemail. Its contents will be as such. <laughs> voicemail! <laughs> that is all. This is Nana Love. I was, uh, I just used your voice now. I was gonna say that sounds like Menem loss, so that's Dan. Am, am I living in, in, in like an anchorman <laughs> world here or something? Oh, I really hope his license got revoked. Like, I, think I, I think we just I got think, him a voicemail from Brick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that about Menem loss. <laughs> It's voicemail. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I love well, I like that. <laughs> Now, do you really love Lamp, or are you just saying that because it's there? Don't ever He's try trying to, come to make between the duvet me and Lamp. jealous. <laughs> Boy, that escalated quickly. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, we have another one from someone named Neil. 
Hey guys, this is Neil C. The weirdest thing happened. I was listening to some Striper just blast again, and then suddenly I felt like there was some kind of command that I should call into the show. Anyway, love the show. Uh, first time, long time. Keep it up, and uh, hope to see you guys on the corporate jet. See ya. Wait, we have a corporate Corp- jet? Corporate jet? I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think he thinks we have a lot more listeners than we actually do. <laughs> it's nice to know that the backward masking is finally working. The commanding of the listeners to call in. Yeah, and the masking and, tape. Yeah. Also working. You, you guys don't remember that from the 80s, the whole backward masking, all the yes. craze? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, people were wearing we masks didn't think backward. It was funny. <laughs> and for some reason, thinking Stonewash was cool. Not at all, you guys. Jump, you guys. jump. <laughs> That's crisscross. That's not anything to do with. Oh, I thought they were wearing masks backwards. Oh, just that was no. just their pants and shirts. Ass oh. backwards. Anyway, we got another one. Messages put in. I just, I'm just really worried about our listener base. <laughs> Why? I, I, <laughs> I hope don't he's know. right. I hope we are on the corporate jet someday. That is, I that do is too. For sure. Yes. It's just, it's just there's. I just don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of people just going jet. <laughs> I don't know. It could be kind of fun. That's, yeah, it's a 50-50 shot. Never hang really out with us. meth heads. One thing you are never is bored. <laughs> All right, so we're hoping that Scott the Pool Boy will actually come and rescue this segment. Yes. Ready? <laughs> Here we go. Hello, guys. This is Scott the Pool Boy, and I was just listening to your latest episode where you raised the great question, does Tribble have puss puss? <laughs> and I was calling to give you an answer. Now, seeing I am Scott the Pool Boy, I have extensive knowledge of genitalia of all sorts. So, to short, short, shortly answer your question, Tribble does, in fact, have puss puss, because Tribbles are hermaphrodites. That's why they can breed so quickly, because they are constantly constantly banging each other in their hermaphroditic holes and stuff. So, uh, yeah, puss puss a plenty. I love you, bye. Hermaphroditic holes? <laughs> I'm kind of turned on. Uh, actually, I was looking at the various Google Voice translations, and some oh, of them God. were good, but this one was excellent. <laughs> oh, God. So, are, are we doing this? Yes. Well, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I want to jump back here. Okay. Kiss yourself. Hermaphroditic holes? <laughs> yeah. And why does him being a pool boy make him an expert Trust in Trust me, it makes him an expert. <laughs> Have you me. never seen a porn? Come on. And you've got to listen to his show. The Those are not with real. Scott the Pool Boy. Okay, you'll understand. Yeah. He, he's an expert. All right. Let's, let's hear what you hang out on Amiga said. long enough. You'll understand. <laughs> All right. What Google thought Scott had to say is, well, hello, guys. This is Scott the Pool Boys, and I was just listening to your latest episode where you raised the great question, does table have plus plus? (laughs) (laughs) What? And I was calling to give you an answer. See, yeah, I am just got the pool boy. I have extensive knowledge of Jenna, telly, of all sorts. So the short sort shortly answer your question, trouble does in fact have plus plus. Because ship our her matter nights. That's why they can breathe so quickly because they're constantly banging each other in their hair. Manfred big holes in stuff. Oh, so, so yeah, plus plus a plenty. I love you. Bye. We no need to go drinking with this guy. Yes, I agree with that. Jenna Atali. What was that part? Jenna Telly. Jenna Telly. <laughs> that's that's the name for an episode at some point. Jenna Telly. And in their hair, Manfred big holes in. <laughs> stuff. I love that. <laughs> a great I lo- does, does table have plus plus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
thank you, Scott, for making our lives better. Yes, I agree. I can't even rip on him because that was just too funny. Oh, my sides hurt a little bit. Oh. <laughs> and we had a uh, post on Facebook from Brian Farrell. You got that queued up, Mike? Queued up. Uh, no, I'm searching does table have plus plus. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, and all right. Let's see. Brian says, uh, holy shit snacks. Have you guys seen this? And he uh, gave us a link uh, to the Stefan Pastis blog. Uh, and now in our Saturday morning or no Sunday morning funnies episodes, I had some not very nice things to say uh, about Stefan Pastis. He's the pearls before swine guy. Yeah. Uh, I still don't care for him, but I have to give him major props for bringing Bill Waterston back to comics. True. However brief. Yes. Yeah. However briefly and secretly and didn't even tell anybody he was doing it until it was done. That's pretty cool. So props... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, props to Stefan of Pearls Before Swine. Yeah, did, did you guys get a chance to check out that behind-the-scenes thing that he posted that I posted the link to, telling the story about how it came yeah. about and everything? Yeah, I read the article. It's really cool. Yeah. I watched the documentary. I still have I have that in my queue. I Dear Mr. Watterson, it's 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 truly a love letter, if nothing else. There's not a lot of real, like, groundbreaking information or anything. Like, it's all about why everybody loves Calvin and Hobbes and who loves them. And, uh, the guy who's the documentarian, his name is Joel. And uh, Seth Green is in it, so that's fun. Oh. What was the name of the movie that was about almost the same thing about John Hughes, where they went in search of John Hughes? Do you remember that one? Yeah, I saw that one too, and I think it was called In Search of John Hughes. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I, okay. Well, I think fun. so. Oh, yeah, it, was, it was something similar like that. It's very simple. Yeah. So, but I was going to say it's kind of the same premise, where there's nothing really groundbreaking. It's just more about journey than anything. Uh, same, same thing or not? Don't you forget about me? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, close enough. Anyway, I recommend you watch it. I mean, streaming on Netflix, it's an hour and a half of your life that you won't regret. I mean, the guy really doesn't have any, like, he's not a documentarian by any stretch. I mean, he spends the last, like, 15 minutes rifling through comics to find his favorite. And the one that he finds his favorite is just not the best. There's really no, like, anything to it. It's just him sledding down the hill. I'm like, I don't understand. He doesn't really ever explain why. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, thanks for all the feedback, Brian, Neil, listener, Charlie, <laughs> Men and Laws, Scott, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> don't give, don't, don't egg him on. He will call back. <laughs> I know he'll call back. I want listener to call back. <laughs> I want, I want to have the listener. I want everybody to call phone back. voicemail. Words, 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 words. <laughs> If you'd like to call us and give us a voicemail whose content is as such, you can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-OH, almost got me that time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is not 867-5309. It is 708-669-9727. Nice. Tricky. That wasn't me. Who did that? I didn't do it Tricky. That wasn't me. Trying to get rid of it. Nope. Uh, who did that? that I wasn't didn't me. It. It, it might have been you because you are stoned out of your brain. Oh, been you know what? I, I was about to say, I cut and paste this. The last show, so that's exactly what it is. I, oh, I didn't know. there we go. Yeah. Now, if you want, if you know how to do words, you can email us at fortygo14 at gmail.com, and you can also get us on Facebook and we're on Twitter at uh, at fortygo14. So there you go. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! All right. Now you know what time it is. Is it time to bust a rhyme? I was waiting for you to play. <laughs> I the was thing. hoping for. I was waiting for somebody to say something, but yeah, it is time for the thing. Maybe we had to have a dance off or something. Music, movies, and TV. (laughs) 
All right. So this week, Patrick has gone around and done a this weekend for each one of us according to our birthdays. Are we, yes? we supposed yes. to read our own things, or if you want, I mean, but it's our own personal origin stories. So I figured since we're doing right. the origin oh. episode, so uh, let's see well, the, music. Then I'll guess while we'll read our own. So mine is first. <clears throat> yes. Music. September third, nineteen seventy-four. You're having my baby by Paul Anka and Odia Coates is number one. Also of small note, an all-star jam session took place at a party in Los Angeles for actor Peter Sellers' 50th birthday. The lineup, who named themselves Trading Faces, Bill Wyman on bass, Ronnie Wood, Jesse Ed Davis, and Danny Kochmar on guitars, Keith Moon organ on drums, Joe Cocker vocals, Nigel Olson drums, and DB and Bobby Keys on sax. Who is DB? Wow. That's what I said. And DB and DB. Bobby Keys on I know, sax. I know, who is DB? Death Blow. DB Cooper. David Buster. <laughs> Death Blow. It's kind of important. <laughs> DB. I, I, uh, I, I, Doug Bradley, I Pinhead. I, I initialed that one on purpose. Uh, David Blaine. Because uh, when, when this guy is only being used for sax, I mean, that's pretty impressive a lineup. Dirk Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, David um, Bowie. Oh, wow. oh really? <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, we'll t- we'll take Joe Cocker. You go, you just go get your sax on. What would you do <laughs> if I sang out of tune? I mean, how we cool would is that? Shoot you in the face with a. If you're, if you're Peter Sellers, you get what? these guys together to, to play your birthday party. And David Bowie's like, all right, I'll play sax. <laughs> yeah, he was probably cool with it too. Was, yeah. They were all wondering who the girl on sax was. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Stone Snagopus is in the corner, just like, oh my god, this is great. Oh, thank god. So, I had taken that swig yet. Okay, so if <laughs> Joel is music, I must be movies. Please tell me Mike is sports. You didn't screw this up. Mike is no, sports. He is sports. Oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay, <laughs> movies is me from July 15th, 1976. On that date, the outlaw Josie Wales is ousted at number one by The Omen. Diane, it's all for you, Damien. <laughs> Those are two great movies back to back. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's all right. Wrong movie. Uh, Diane Kruger is born. Also, the Chowchilla kidnapping occurred in Chowchilla, <laughs> California on this day. Kidnappers abducted 26 children and their driver, Frank Edward, Ed, Ray, from the school bus and imprisoned them in a buried truck. Ed was able to free the children and the kidnappers were caught and convicted. The ordeal was dramatized in the 1993 ABC TV movie, They've Taken Our Children, The Chowchilla Kidnapping, starring KM as Ed Ray, the uh, kill master. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I wish it was a kill master. Canoe moose. <laughs> That's not how you spell canoe. Um, yeah, you're the only one that's ever in a canoe. You should know it starts with a C. Carl Malden. I don't. Uh, uh, Carl Malden. Uh, yes. Uh, I was gonna guess coconut monkey next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, One of the kidnappers subsequently sued the network, alleging their portrayal of him was false and misleading, but the case was dismissed. I, I did. It's him. The judge said, What? Yeah, how ballsy is that? <laughs> it was Gary Coleman. He's like, What are you talking about, kidnapper? Um, Cowchilla. Every time, or Chowchilla. Every time I read that, I want to say Cowchilla. Like, it's some sort of like, uh, like country rap star. Yo, Cowchilla here. You know, giddy up. <laughs> or Couchchilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this guy. It's been a while. I will <laughs> be there. He is definitely coming back for this oh. show. <laughs> All right. So in TV, uh, August 20th, 1972, my birthday. All in the Family is the number one TV show. Chaney Clay was born this day. That's as best I could come up with. <laughs> uh, he was best known for his recurring role as Officer Asher on The Shield and as the lead in the horror movie Darkness Falls. 
Ooh, I like that movie. I liked it too. I know Ugh. Joel hated it. Garbage. And he is also dead. It. Did you guys know that he died in 2007? Did not know. No. That. He just oh. died in his sleep. His father says it was sleep apnea. Oh, uh, which frightens me because I have that. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. I was hoping that you guys would just forget about it. <laughs> Sports. September 2nd, 1972. Milt Papa, so the Chicago Cubs, has retired 26 batters and was one player away from a perfect game. Larry Stahl, the San Diego Padres, was at the plate and was one strike away, 2-2 count, then one pitch away with a 3-2 count. The final pitch was close, but umpire Bruce Firming... <laughs> Called it ball four instead of strike three, turning the eight and zero Cubs. In, oh, there's another page. Into a mere no hitter instead of a perfect game. That's something that's only been done 23 times in MLB history. And MLB means Major League Baseball. Very good. Did you honestly got to put that in there thinking that I would not no. know what that was? No, I, oh, I'm okay. impressed. Because I had no, I mean, that's the standard I was way waiting. to write it. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't. I was waiting for some sort of acronym in there and you didn't give me it. No. That really sucks because I am a Cubs fan and that's what just one more way the Cubs <laughs> <laughs> boned over the years. True. Uh, you know, my grandmother lived her entire lifetime and never saw the Cubs win a World Series. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, from birth to death without even seeing one. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that close. But uh, there we go. Thanks, that Steve is this Hartman. weekend. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that was fantastic. All right, so we've got a whole lot of ground to cover, gentlemen. Yes, we do. Ooh, and I am tired already. Let's end the show now. <laughs> all right, I can do that for you. <laughs> is it about that time? <laughs> did you just hang up on him? No, I did oh, not. Okay. <laughs> he may have just left. See, this is what it's like when you guys do it to me. <laughs> all right, so now let's step into the main show here. Uh, all of us have interacted with each other and met each other at different times across the same probably year. Yeah, or two. it's gotta have been 1993. Yes. 93 to 94, so, yeah, it was the first, like, six months of college, basically. Yes, so, uh, we're gonna start with the Patrick, the rebel without a clue. How did you meet Joel and Josh? Because that is the origin, the, of the origin. Um, it was my junior year of college. Um, this is the first or second junior year? No, I had, <laughs> no, I only had one junior year, I had two senior years. Thank oh, you. I got it wrong, sorry. Yeah, we ruined his life. <laughs> well, we still are. No, slowly. my life was, my life had already gotten derailed, um, for things that are just going to go unmentioned in this show, um, and I'm uh, and just I pretty much had stopped hanging out with the group of friends I did hang out with before. I had, I was studying to be a director of Christian education, a like a youth minister type role, and I was no longer interested in doing that. So I stopped hanging out with those people, and I found a new group of friends. And I just decided I was going to just uh, go try out for the play because I hadn't been in any plays at this school. I would been in plays all through high school, and I would been in plays like you know for my freshman year of college but i hadn't been any and since i'd been up in chicago so i decided i was going to try out for a play and i went and saw what was going on and it was midsummer night's dream i was like all right i like shakespeare i like that play let's do it so i auditioned and got cast as one of the mechanicals and the others that were in there with me were uh joel you might know him uh josh you might know him as well uh james sharp who that's a whole nother story in itself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you mentioned and, him on the coffin joe cast if i recall nice. i believe so and john corporon and th- that was the five. Oh, man, I haven't heard that name in forever. <laughs> Actor that guy funny, man. Oh, I, I miss that guy. He was hysterical. And the five of us actually got to be really, really close during all the yeah. rehearsals and everything. And the three of us, you know, 
know, especially. Yeah. James Sharp was my roommate, you know, um, which was kind of a funny situation because the two of us uh, hated each other. Because, like I said, I'd already been at the school for three or two years before that. And James and I just did not like each other. And through matters of circumstance, we ended up being roommates. And by the time we were done being roommates, he was one of my best friends. Which is which funny. It is funny. I recall. Yeah, it is hilarious. <laughs> Because we, we just basically found out we were we were pretty much just the same person. Whoa. That's why we like each other. <laughs> Whoa, I wouldn't go that far. Well, no, as far really? as like just, you know uh, the, the level of like you know uh, hatred and vitriol we could summon up. <laughs> oh, and now you're both very different people. <laughs> yes, we're entirely different, I and mean, sometimes we still engage in, in all kinds of debates on Facebook and stuff, and it's fun. So, what about you as a person, Pat? Like, give the listeners a little bit of background about who you were between I don't know, like the short version of birth to college years um actually well, okay well um i was born in st louis but my family moved from there before i even remember anything about it i was four years old uh when we moved to houston so i don't remember anything about st louis we moved to a really bad part of houston is there because a good my part? father got <laughs> yes oh. uh my father got transferred for his job um he took a, a, a promotion and everything to move <laughs> down here and so we moved down here as a family and kind of just threw out um hard work and everything my dad worked for the save company he worked for southwest for 42 years <laughs> um, wow. yeah which is pretty much just unheard of anymore anybody working for the same company that long anymore but um throughout promotions and everything and raises and stuff you know we just moved to different you know better neighborhoods and everything and ended up buying this house in the neighborhood we're in now um i was quite the little rabble rouser when i was younger <laughs> almost got sent to juvenile hall got expelled from a couple schools for lots of problems um again not going to go into any of that right now. <laughs> um ended up going to a private lutheran school and that's where i went to high school and everything uh went to in eighth grade and kind of got my act together and then went to the went to a christian high school decided i was going to be a doctor or a veterinarian yeah that's what i was going to do my entire you know my entire high school career i was going to be so i was going to either be a a trauma surgeon or a trauma doctor or some kind of veterinarian or like a zoologist Uh, or something why did i think you were going to be a lawyer or something like that just because i like to argue that's all Because he would fight you about anything. It's true, true story. <laughs> Even if I don't believe in it, I'll take the other side. Just true story. <laughs> but um, in the last year, I just completely changed my mind um, and decided I was going to go to a go to a Concordia school and study to be a DCE because the DCE at the local church that my mother belonged to um, was one of the guys that helped me kind of turn my life around and avoid going to juvenile hall, which was where I was actually destined to go if the you know if the teachers had pressed charges, which luckily they did. Do we have this guy's <laughs> numbers? We can get him in touch with you again. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> you sounded so sad. Oh no. Afraid he'll I... reconsider his decision. <laughs> Yeah, send him to juvenile hall now. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how I ended up. And then I, um, so I decided to go be a, a director of Christian education and I wanted to spend my first year closer to home. So I went to Concordia in Austin and then my sophomore year is when I transferred up to Concordia in Chicago. And um, after that, after being there for two years is when I met you guys. Awesome. So we're, we're up to the how you met uh, me and Joel part. Yes. So. Joel. Joel. All right. So it has it in here as the man, the myth, the legend, the breakfast cereal, <laughs> which is uh, apropos. I just want to point out that it does the not say legend. Yes, there. I know. It's no. just the man, the myth, the breakfast cereal. Shut your face. But anyway, <laughs> um, so 
yes, we were all in Midsummer Night's Dream. Pat was Snug the Joiner. I was uh, Thisbe. Josh was the Wall. I don't remember his character's actual name though. Oh, yeah. We just call him the Wall, Chink in the Wall. But um, what was your actual character hey, name? Oh, you the hell. there he goes. He's getting racist again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says in Shakespeare. You were the Wall in the play within the play, but what was your character? <laughs> you know, I knew until you guys asked because I was uh, Thisbe and he was. I snug. wasn't Peter Quince. That was somebody else. That uh, I don't know. Snout. Uh, I'm pretty sure. That sounds sure. right. That sounds right. Tom Snout. Snout. Tom Snout. Yeah, I was Snout? Tom Snout. All right. Okay. I was Snug the Joiner. Right. And I was Thisbe, the man who dressed like a woman. And John was Pyramus. Oh, no, we forgot about, um, um, oh, what was his name? Phil. Oh, uh, Phil Grimpo. Grimpo. No, not Grimpo. Yes, Grimpo. Not Grimpo. Phil. Not Grimpo. No, Grimpo was the, the bigger one. Phil, Phil Spectre. So fuck you, Phil, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, he was taller and he was built Phil more like a... Phil my butthole. No, what, Phil, what, what, what's his name? He was more like a football player. This Phil was glasses, blonde hair, short. Yeah, Looks like he John was, Denver. He was God, very, yes. He was very dry, but he was very funny. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember well, his last name either. Anyway, well, you guys think about it. We'll move on. So during the course of the play, we all you know, started to become friends and hang out. And Josh and I, through random conversations, realized that we were loosely, however loosely, related to each other. And so we took to co- taking, taking, we took to calling each other cousin or cuz. And then whenever we introduced ourselves to anyone else, we referred to each other as cousins. So people automatically started thinking we were cousins in some way, which I guess technically we are distantly. Yeah, very, very distantly. <laughs> like people started assuming that like we went to family reunions together and hadn't <laughs> just met in 93. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we literally like we're joined at the hip. I mean, people uh, for all intents and purposes already figured we were related because we were hung out like nonstop. But just to, to put a understanding to what we're saying, uh, both Josh and I are related to uh, William Bradford, the first governor of the colonies. <laughs> that's that's how far back we're going. Now, uh, uh, me personally, since I'm adopted, technically I'm not related to William Bradford by blood, but on a piece of paper, so it makes it even more distance. But we we took to call each other. You guys took that ball and ran with it, though. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We, yeah. yeah, we still do. But um, you know, because of that, we he and I kind of connected, and so we ended up living together from any, the first. Any one of us by chance might be more related to each other than that. Then we are <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably yes. <laughs> but I mean, from from the su- that summer on, we lived together until the apartment uh, until I left the apartment after I got married, and um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a a common law mutual thing going on. But um, <laughs> somewhere along the line, we picked up Mike. We'll get to that here in a minute. But as far as my backstory, I was born uh, in Independence, Missouri. Uh, the hospital I was born in no longer exists. From what I understand, it burned down at some point. Probably Pat probably went back and set on fire for all <laughs> I know. Mine doesn't exist either. It's ironic. Mike, does yours? Hospital exist? Yeah, the hospital, hospital you were born at. Yeah, it's still around. Josh? Mine was Been closed. there a couple times. I'm pretty sure because I, I was born in Michael Reese in Chicago. But Interesting. So Mike is the only one that's – his mom probably has something to do with that. But anyway <laughs> – um, I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. I lived literally like a block from the state line. So uh, from Missouri, I could walk down the street and cross the state line into Kansas. Um, that's how close I lived to the state line. So for me, Kansas City, uh, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri, all, it's all one big metropolitan area. Um, but I, I grew up there. Uh, mom, dad, brother. My brother's adopted. 
my mom and dad are uh, still married to this day. Uh, they weren't really together much back then because he worked odd hours and so he lived in a separate place. But So she basically raised me growing up. But uh, I lived there until I turned 18. I immediately left, <laughs> went to college at Concordia and never came back, um, at least not to live there. I mean, after 2001, I spent 10 years moving back and forth across different places from Illinois to Kansas City to Colorado and then back to Illinois. But I moved literally every year for 10 years straight. I moved every single year, roughly. Um, and then now I'm back in Illinois, in Rockford. And uh, that's pretty much it. I yeah, think that, we'll, we'll talk more about like your life now, I think, second half of the show. Yeah, I mean, that's the basics. Well, yeah. More or less. So, All right, then. Josh. All right. Uh, I'm just some guy. That's, that's what I got done for me. <laughs> Aw. Um, however, uh, these guys have both talked about roommates. I actually was roommate to Patrick twice and uh, Joel once. Uh, well, I, my first few semesters on campus, uh, I was actually a commuter student. But when I moved on campus, Pat and I moved in together. And uh, uh, that was actually great for the first what just happened there? I don't know. And I think he's wrong about his story. No. Didn't... Did we lose Josh? Oh, I guess you guys did live together in David Jonathan. Yeah, we yeah. were on uh, okay, David. Uh, yeah, my uh, my mic uh, cut out for a second. I was going to okay. say, though, you and I lived together several yeah, cause, times. Because so. I was already living off campus, and I moved back on campus. Um, and and Josh and I yeah, moved in together on <laughs> a day, uh, to move into the, the hall full of jocks on David Jonathan. 3D. <laughs> that, was, that was interesting, living in the hall full of football players. Yeah, they didn't quite get us. <laughs> uh, and I was always smoking my pipe yep. in the room. And like the year after that, they banned smoking on campus. Yeah, that didn't help endear us. But I mean, neither did our personalities. <laughs> well, and there was the time where someone tried to buy weed at our room. Yeah. And then you said, uh, yeah, no, you're looking for my roommate. Come back later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it and didn't did. help. Didn't help that I uh, wore the trench coat and the black fedora at all times, and yeah. wore and had Ziploc baggies in your pocket. So I, I, and, I did, and looked just like a spy versus spy novel, like. or like uh, from the neighborhood watch sign. I was the yeah. guy the neighborhood was watching for. But uh, after Pat and I decided we were better friends when we didn't have to share the same room. Yeah. Yeah, that was an experiment in, in not getting along. <laughs> Joel and I moved in together for the rest of our time on campus. And then when we moved off campus, Patrick and I had forgotten that we annoy the shit out of each other when we lived together. So Pat and Joel and I uh, were the original three members of the apartment. Yeah. The house, the big yellow house. <laughs> well, that's after you chased off the neighbors. Well, we'll, and we'll get to that's a whole nother. That's part of the second bit. Yeah. Here. So before that, uh, I was born. Born in Chicago, the uh, Michael Reese Hospital, as I mentioned, which I just discovered all my medical records were destroyed in 2010. You <laughs> um, no longer exist. I, I literally discovered that while Joel was talking. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, are you fading was, away as you're talking? Like, yes. Ah. There, there's a photo of me, and somewhere someone is playing at a prom. I think Johnny B. Good. And um, Pat's wearing a Mickey Mouse sweater. <laughs> <laughs> what? I grew up in Cicero, which uh, at the time I was born was a, was a hell of an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a neighborhood that was changing from an old school, mostly Polish neighborhood to a gang infested hellhole. So that was interesting. Uh, Still Polish, though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, me. what? Um, 
most of the changing of the neighborhood uh, meant the property values went down. Uh, we were, as a family, we didn't have a whole lot of money, so they persisted there until they got to move to LaGrange after I'd already moved away and move on onto campus. Um, and yeah, I, I went from a Christian uh, school, elementary school, where my graduating class was three other kids to a Christian high school. Uh, basically, those two schools were meant to kept, keep me out of the public schools in the bad neighborhood I grew up in. And uh, not knowing any better, I put in a bunch of applications. The first one was to a Lutheran college, and uh, they accepted me. So I was like, well, I could just go here and not have to fill out any more applications. <laughs> so I did that. And uh, we're, we're current to uh, me meeting Pat and Joel doing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and later Shadowrun on campus. And then we all met Mike. I have to point out something real quick that I didn't I didn't mention in mine, but I just realized as as you said this too. I started out going to uh, a Christian grade school, went to a all the way through to eighth grade. Last grade graduating class, there's only two of us, went to a Christian high school for all but half of my senior year when I went to the public magnet school for art, came back, graduated from there, and then went to Concordia with you guys for two years and then went to Columbia College for two years for the rest of the two years. So, Mike, you did the same thing, though, pretty much, didn't you? I never went to Columbia College. No, but you went to Christian schools your whole <laughs> life, right? Yes, I did. I um. Wow. Well, Josh has me listed here as our fearless leader in how I met these other clowns. I I started out in Chicago. I was born in Chicago at St. Stan's. Uh, not St. Stan's. <laughs> Swedish Covenant a Hospital, which is still there. Been back there for my hernia operation. Um, <laughs> so, what is it called if a guy gets it though? Is it called a hemonia? Yes. Okay. I'm just stopping that immediately. Okay. So, uh, grew up in Chicago for a little while, then moved out to Bolingbrook and went to public school for grade school, and then went to uh, a um, a Christian grade Christian middle school for uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And then I had the choice of either going to Valley Lutheran, which is now defunct, uh, no longer even physically exists, the building is completely gone, or I could go to um, Romeoville High School, which is so progressive that even back in the late 80s, they had metal detectors and drug dogs. <laughs> so you could probably guess how long I would have lasted in that environment. <laughs> so we, I wound up we at... even got colored, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I wound up at uh, Valley Lutheran up in St. Charles, and... Uh, in there, I was, you know, strangely uh, went to a Christian high school and decided that I was going to be a DCE also to fall in line with Patrick Yay. and uh, wound up going to Concordia. Which means so, we would have met regardless, even if it wasn't for our friendship, because we'd have been in a lot of the same circles. True. Yeah. What's funny is none of us actually remembers meeting Mike. Nope. Maybe Joel does, but like. No, we when we all got together for Memorial Day, um, Jay had to help kind of recant the story to, to make it make sense because none of us could really remember exactly what happened. Yeah. Because Jay had made actually made a spreadsheet. Yeah, he pulled out his <laughs> spreadsheet. Involving how we met each other. As far as the rest of us were concerned, we're all hanging out, and all of a sudden there's this dude in the corner. And apparently he had always been there. And he's like, hey, guys, and he's got a cup of coffee. Have you met <laughs> Suzanne? She had a cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I mean, Mike and I love to tell this story as far as, because, I mean, Mike is one of my best friends. And when we first met yeah, each other, thanks. we hated each other. <laughs> yeah. That's a true story. Yeah, I think after after we first met each other, we walked away from going going. What's the big fucking deal about that <laughs> yeah, guy? Because 
all I mean for for probably a good couple of weeks all both of us kind of existed in the same group of friendship friends without actually meeting each other so like we had just heard about this other guy like oh you gotta meet him you're gonna love him he's just like you blah 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 you know and then we meet each other we're like I'm not like this asshole <laughs> Fuck this guy. Yeah. And then it turned out that we, uh, you know, a couple weeks after that, we discovered that we were so alike <laughs> that, you know, like the, the shit that you do that annoys yourself about yourself, we were both doing yeah. yourself. So the shit that I do that annoys me about myself, that guy over there was doing it too. <laughs> and he was pissing me off. And then eventually we decided that that wasn't worth it and we kind of fell in line. And I think we just made each other laugh yeah. enough to where we both just kind of were like, yeah, I, I kind of like you. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Pat is, you know, he's one of my best friends also. Nothing I wouldn't do for the guy. And I think it's funny because it's, only, you know, the fact that we just could not stand each other when we first met. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes so. that, that happens, though. It's like two magnets. You you try and push them together from the wrong side. They they push away. Look at me being yeah. all, like, metaphorical. Oh, and shit. <laughs> and that's a real thing. Yeah. So I was living on first David. Well, no, actually, I was living in the cave. Yeah, you were living in the basement. Yeah. The cave. And for those of you that don't know, Concordia had a great housing program where they stuck you in the basement of a dorm and called called it another dorm floor that it actually existed for I know my my aunt when she went to college there in the 70s the cave still existed and she lived on Lindy I think um well the cave still existed there was a drain in the center of each floor because water was an issue I once went for an entire day got up got dressed came home back to the room took off my shoe and then realized that there was a cockroach stuck to my sock <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, you know, in there. And at that point, I'm like, I gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's the, that's so, the area that they later found had asbestos in the walls, and they had to re- yeah. shut it down and not let people live in there. And not let, that's how yeah. you got kicked out. And that, <laughs> yeah, and then I well that that happened after I had left, but I had not before I'd also picked up the moniker uh, um, Pharaoh, which will come into play later for a story. <laughs> uh, but I moved out of there up to Third David or First David, and then post that after the hanging out for that year for some reason or another concordia thought it'd be a great idea to make me an ra (laughs) (laughs) a decision they still regret yeah Yeah. i mean we were we were already hanging out before you were our ra because i remember though it was after patrick and i had moved on to campus uh we would be hanging out at like the uh lounge area of gross hall which was the girls dorm all night and then go to breakfast in the morning yeah and they always knew it was us because it's like hey you guys stayed up all night again didn't you that's why we're at breakfast and like when something actually went wrong on the cave uh the fire alarm went off and the whole building had to be evacuated our main alibi was hey we were in gross hall we weren't supposed to be but we were in gross hall (laughs) we weren't yeah i know we were breaking another rule but we were not here the point is we weren't breaking this this one (laughs) i'll cop to the to the robbery but not the murder <laughs> yeah. Well, we lucked out actually on the on the uh, which eventually became the Cave and X, which is well. Let's 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 transition. Okay, we're we're all living on campus yeah, now. I remember when we, when we found out they made you an RA, we were all like, "No <laughs> way!" <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's like it's like finding out your best friend has like made Colonel. You're like, "Oh no, come on!" <laughs> all I remember the get first night. So much shit. <laughs> oh, we did the first night laying in bed in the loft and I'm trying to go to sleep and all I hear is this and I remember thinking to myself god those guys upstairs are loud 
And then it dawned on me, the left brain set to right brain. There is no upstairs. <laughs> we're on, that's the roof. We're, we're on, on the, the top, top floor. floor. <laughs> so that's when cave ninjas existed. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was when we discovered you could pop out the window in the lounge and crawl out. So we all got in black clothing and crawled out. We didn't tell you because you'd be obligated to tell us not to. Was it the hyphen? Was the window in the hyphen? No, that was actually no, was in the, the lounge. Yeah. The you lounge? Had to, oh, yeah, the lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the uh, yeah, yeah, end of the hall the on the left. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, the hyphen was the uh, Kara and Joe Beth. So shout out to our sisters of the cave because the other Lord didn't adopt them. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, so let's get into story time. <laughs> All right. We've been threatening to explain some of the inside jokes that over the last 39 episodes, 40 now, uh, we've occasionally made reference to. And uh, I think at least four times people have mentioned screaming dishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this is one of my uh, the story I've probably told most often, so I'm going to be telling it to probably the largest audience ever. Um, there was a weekend when we were already at the apartment where, for one reason or another, both Patrick and Joel were out of town. They were both seeing family or out for the weekend with a significant other. I, I don't recall, but I was left alone at the apartment, so what did I decide to do? Well, I took off my pants, wandered into the kitchen, and started frying up some bacon. I mean, what would you do? <laughs> so I uh, get done with my crispy bacon, and I got a pan full of hot grease. And I look over, and I realize that we'd gotten into this kind of cold war with regard to the dishes. No one could agree on whose turn it was to do them. So the dishes had turned into this beast that kind of absorbed both sinks and were kind of piling up outside the sinks and onto the counter. And I look at my pan of hot grease and I look at the dishes and I'm like, eh, fuck it. So I wander over to the dishes and I pour the boiling bacon fat onto the dishes and this unholy, inhuman shriek like a demon emits from the dishes. (laughs) And I know bacon fat is hot, but dishes are not supposed to fucking scream. (laughs) So I throw the pan up in the air, shriek like a cheerleader, run into my room and slam the door where I cower. <laughs> and I realize no one's coming to help me. Everyone's gone. <laughs> All right. And what what am I hiding from anyway? I mean, I, d- the dishes were screaming. <laughs> the, the dish <laughs> demon. <laughs> so I, I get a stick that for some reason was in my room. Perfectly I, plausible. I peek out the door into the kitchen. I check his room, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> and I tiptoe over to the dishes in the sink. <laughs> and I prod the dishes, no noises. So I start lifting the dishes up with the sink until I see down at the bottom of a cookie sheet, there is a inch and a half to two inch long deep fat fried cicada, which apparently had flown in through the window and decided to make a little nest in the musky, nasty dishes until I unceremoniously boiled it alive with hot bacon grease. And I didn't know cicadas could scream, but apparently when you pour bacon fat directly onto their bodies, they do. They shriek. Pretty much, if you if you put bacon grease on anything, exactly. it's going to make some sort of noise. You could do that to a slug, and you'll find out that thing knows how to holler. <laughs> so, yeah, and I don't particularly like flying insects, so the next little bit of comedy involved me and the stick and the cookie sheet doing this little dance over to the 40-gallon trash can. Which was full. Which was, of course, full, because, yeah, nobody agreed on whose turn it was to take it out, and trying to, like, knock the deep 
fat fried cicada, bacon smelling off of the uh, cookie sheet. smelling cicada. <laughs> Which is a delicacy in Guam. I was just about to say India. Damn it. You beat me to Damn it. it. <laughs> but the funny thing about the garbage was, which adds more comedy to what you're trying to do, is that we had a rule. And whoever put the last piece of garbage in that made it full had to take it outside. And so it became a contest to see who could put the last piece of garbage in and still get away without having to take it out. And so it just got to be several hundred pounds. And it got to the point where we started stapling like banana peels to the bag on the side <laughs> because we weren't going to be the last one to take out the garbage. So, Josh, you can imagine here's this huge pile of garbage and Josh is trying to gingerly get the thing off. Eventually, the trash in that apartment became the trash monster from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty much. much. Yeah. Was, although Joel and I did have a trash monster literally on camps. Yeah. You want to tell him about that, Joel? Well, I'm just trying to figure out how he didn't get laid in college. <laughs> <laughs> Might be because of the trash monster. Possibly. Well, Josh and I lived on the first floor of David Jonathan, and we used to make a point of watching Mr. Ed at night. We had to be home. We we, we, we literally like told girls that we had to leave because <laughs> Mr. Ed was coming on. Yeah, we bailed mid-conversation. We're like, fuck it. It's 10 o'clock. We got to get back. <laughs> this, is the, this, was, this was our priorities at, at, in college, but we um, started... It's amazing started, that you guys got married. Amazing. We had a trash can. If it would have been legal, it might have happened. But we had a trash can, and it started to fill up. And neither one of us wanted to take it out. And it kept filling. And then it overfilled. And then it continued to grow until eventually there was no more trash can. There was just the trash monster. Yeah, and this wasn't like a big trash can like we got later, the drum. This was like the little trash can you find in the corner of a hotel room. Right. Yeah. And but the trash it, monster was about as big as that 55 gallon. It moved into your closet at one point, didn't it? Yes, it was about knee deep, <clears throat> about the size of a bed. Actually, if you were to fall off of Joel's bed on the wrong side, you would end up in the trash monster. <laughs> <laughs> it would have become part of the trash monster. That is so disgusting. And, uh, yeah, it was so nasty. And I was, I was in charge of that for it. What the hell was wrong with we me? We were very careful to make sure that there were no okay. chicken bones, no food stuffs. It was no, no, mostly no. papers. That was not the floor you were you were RA on because they did that in Mary Margaret. Yeah, oh, th- Mary this Martha. was a summer. That yeah. was that was yeah, it was during one of the summers when we were, when we stayed on oh, campus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. One of the other things we've mentioned is the phrase "pretty sturdy loop." That's pretty <laughs> Mike, you want to tell them about that? All right. So uh, Stan, Stan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was the RD uh, re- uh, resident director? Yep. Basically, it's somebody who would live in the dorm rooms. But you know what that is, anyway. He was was he a youper? Creepy. He was, what was a he? youper. He was a youper. Yeah. He, and he he was a youper, and he was built like exactly like you think. He was just this barrel of a guy, and he would go from room to room. And before classes started, you would assemble your loft so you had more room. You can put the beds up in the air. and But each loft had to be approved to be sturdy enough to sleep on. And how Stan would test this is that he would come into the room, look at the loft, and then shoulder block it. <laughs> <laughs> And it would be like, boom. And if the loft didn't collapse, which I would say there was a good 45% chance with this dude hitting and it. And grab it with his grab it with his big meat hook hand and shake it after yeah, that. Shake <laughs> it. And then he'd be like, there, there's a pretty sturdy loop. <laughs> 
look at his clipboard, check off something, and leave. <laughs> that was how you passed was... inspection. <laughs> yes. Now, I also had an interaction with Stan, uh, was uh, also with the uh, water fire alarm, where I hold the record for being the only person in Concordia's history to evacuate an entire dorm twice in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow. From which Patrick actually slept through both evacuations of the fire alarms going off. So we um we went to the store and everybody got, this is when super soakers were like brand new. And we got into a super soaker fight in the hallway. And one of the other guys on the floor decided it would be a great idea to unload his super soaker on the smoke detector in the hall. <laughs> and we just, I mean, the whole, the whole barrel. Just put the entire thing in there. And we stood there, waited. <laughs> And there's water dripping from this fire extinguisher, which just happens to be right in front of my room. I'm like, the second we breathe that sigh of relief, (laughs) the fire alarm went off. Because if you apparently hit a smoke detector with enough water, with enough force, the water will get under that little electric eye and set off the fire alarm. (laughs) So we immediately throw all the super soakers into a barrel that happened to be in my closet. Which I don't ask. I don't know where it came from. Because <laughs> Tuesday was your. We throw it all into this barrel and we run outside with the fire alarm. The trucks come, everything, you know, goes on. And then they're like, all right, it's safe to go back in. Patrick is still sleeping, but this is before <laughs> I met him. Um, we all go back in the, into the dorm. Now, I have now the challenge to walk past Stan and the fire department who is standing in front of my door, staring at the fire alarm dripping water. <laughs> And I just kind of like, I feel, all right, just play it cool. Walk up past Stan, go to my door, open the door, meet hook hand on the shoulder. I'm looking up, yes, Stan, what could I help you with? You know anything about this? I'm like, oh, I know there was a water fight going on. Hey, hater, uh, hater, Mike. Uh, there's uh, something happening here. And you know anything about this water dripping? No, you know, it probably just went off. And the second I said that, goddamn alarm goes off again. <laughs> just as everybody, who is probably about one in the morning now, everybody has just gone back in the dorm room, got back to bed, and bam, the alarm goes off again. So everybody has to leave again. And I think it was me and four other guys all got charged for repairing the fire alarms, which is actually, in retrospect, it was only like 70 bucks. Yeah, it's a deal. Which yeah, it was. Well, that was in but 90s dollars, so. Oh, that was, I'm sorry, that was, that was in college student dollars. <laughs> that's a hell of a lot yeah. of ramen. Yeah. So, uh, so Patrick, you want to tell us about the time you watched Pumpkinhead? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, um, there's this one time I'm. Si- this is in the house. Um, we we at this point we had the upper story. There were, this was a big house in Franklin Park. We rented and we first rented the upper story, and we eventually ended up with the entire house and the basement and everything. But at this point, we only had the upper story, and I was sitting in the living room uh, watching cable, uh, Pumpkinhead, as it were. Um, and I specifically remember, you know, it, it had the list before the movie started of you know this movie's rated R because of this, that, and whatever, and one of them was nudity so i'm sitting there watching the movie and you know joel and josh are both gone and it's about maybe half an hour 45 minutes into the movie josh show, you know comes home and he walks out in the living room and he's like hey what you watching and it's like oh i'm watching whatever this is it's like you know and he and he goes and he sits behind me and at the couch or behind the couch and he's eating his food or whatever he had brought some takeout or something and i was like yeah i'm just watching this i'm sitting here waiting for some nudity you know it still hasn't happened yeah and watching <laughs> horror movies for horror movies was not patrick's style so i'm like what waiting <laughs> yeah. for some yeah. nudity. <laughs> 
So fast forward about 10 minutes or so, and the movie's still going, and I'm just bored out of my mind. It's a horrible movie. I don't know why I'm still watching it. I haven't heard anything from Josh at all. I just assume he's eating or whatever. And suddenly, to my right, down <laughs> past the couch, past the entertainment center, down the hall, and to his room, runs a completely naked Josh. Which is unusual. <laughs> Which is completely unusual because he's... For a guy who used to wear his t-shirt to the showers in the dorm room. <laughs> it's so modest. Yeah, he's like... He, I've never seen him in anything less than a robe. <laughs> and so his with, with his, his long curly hair running behind you, just flowing behind him as he runs. Flowing. <laughs> and he just goes into his room and I hear the door shut. And I'm just sitting there like slack jawed like... <laughs> What in the hell just happened? Because by this time, I think you'd forgotten that you'd said, I'm sitting here waiting exactly. for some nudity. I, I had no idea what was going on, right? So, like, so, Good thing you just moved in with that guy. Right? So, and he just stays in his room. And I'm like, what's going on in that room right now? Like, <laughs> And I, I look up at one point, you know, and, and there's just his clothes just laying back. <laughs> and I'm just like, what in the hell just happened? I, just, I, just, I, don't, I think I just shut the movie off and went to my room. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> and it wasn't until... Until I'm, I'm telling this story like a year later at one of our Dungeons and Dragons games or something. I'm telling like Carl or whatever and, and whoever else is there. And you say, oh, I only did that because you said you were waiting for some nudity. And I'm like, now it makes sense. I'm like, now I get the joke. <laughs> because for a, like whatever, like two years, whatever it was, I thought you just suddenly decided to streak me for no reason. <laughs> and I was never going to address it or ask what the hell that was. So. Well, and the 10-minute gap was me like gathering up the, okay. <laughs> Okay, am I doing this? <laughs> I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, now that was uh, not not by any stretch of the imagination the wildest night in the apartment. No. But uh, one of the wildest nights that I can personally recall was a night we all went out. We got a bunch of guys from our old dorm floor, and we decided we're going to run everybody to the liquor store. We're going to go to the video store and get some uh, porn videos, and uh, we're going to hang out and like drink a whole lot, eat pizza and watch porn. So uh, we do this and we come out with a cart full of booze, several cases of beer, all these different bottles of various things. And one of the guys, this guy, Dan from the floor, he bought this box set that was a whole bottle of Rumplemints and a big decorative mug. And he mostly bought it because he was caught up in the moment and wanted the mug. So end of the night comes. Uh, all the guys are getting back in the cars to go to the dorms. Uh, I and Matt Brown, who was a member of the house at this point, the apartment had turned into the house because we'd had both stories. We're sitting there and we're each about a case of the beer into the wind. Uh, Dan looks at the two of us is like, you know, I don't actually like rumplements, so I'm just going to leave the bottle in your freezer. Do what you like with it. Well, Matt and I look at each other and we're like, you know, I think we should play quarters with that some day. Now, I'm not sure who actually said that because one of us said someday. Uh, what do you mean someday? What's wrong with now, pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and it was game on. We put in Raiders of the Lost Ark and the VCR, and we sat down with a shot glass, a quarter, and a whole bottle of Rumplemints. And we're looking at it, and we realize that we don't actually know how to play quarters. <laughs> the way we play quarters is you bounce the quarter, and if you miss, you take a shot. This is a terrible two-player drinking game, <laughs> especially with schnapps, peppermint schnapps. Uh. 
you. <laughs> so we start, we bounce, we drink, and it's going pretty well because the stuff tastes pretty good and we're already pretty hammered. Right. And we're looking at the bottle and we're like, man, we might get to the, like the top of the label. And we're like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll keep playing. Bing, bing, bing. Put in Temple of Doom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, man, we're getting to the bottom of the R, the top of the M. After a while, the shot glasses ignore. We kind of like bounce the quarter into the ceiling fan and just drink our shot. <laughs> and I get this idea. It's like, I think we can do it, Matt. I think we can finish the bottle. In fact, we must finish the bottle. It is a matter of honor for we are samurai. <laughs> and the two of us look at each other like, yeah, yeah, we're samurai. We're going to do it. Yeah. Bounce the quarter. Take the shot. I can't even see the TV anymore. Take the shot. <laughs> so at some point... During the last crusade, there's like an inch and a half left in the bottle of rumplements, and Matt suddenly comes to his senses. <laughs> he looks around. He's like, I, I got to get up. I mean, not tomorrow, <laughs> but like someday. <laughs> like, Fuck this. I'm done. And I get this super special kind of mad that you can only get when you're really, really drunk. And I look at him. I look up at the bottle. I'm like, but, but it's a matter of honor. What? You're not going to finish it? It's like, wait, you're not a samurai. You're a fucking Ronan. I'm screaming at him. He's like, fuck you. I don't care. And he goes downstairs, goes to bed. I pick up the bottle. I look at it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Jesus. I walk into the kitchen, upend the bottle, drink in the last probably three ounces of peppermint schnapps, mumble something about being a samurai, and pass out stone cold spread eagled on the kitchen floor. <laughs> and to this day, I always imagine it as that, that hinge fall. You know, it's like someone attaches his feet to the ground and just face plants. It's not a crumple. It's just a boom. And I believe you guys found me that way the next morning. Like, yep. bottle in hand, spread eagle on the <laughs> kitchen floor. I was hung over for the next two days. <laughs> incapable of doing anything but, like, crawling in the dark to get a glass of water, puke the glass of water up, and crawling back into my bed. Wow. So much uh, pain. Yeah, that's the story of the Rumbleman Samurai. All right. But we did have quite a few parties in that house. Oh, well, there was Feminista. Well, <laughs> we haven't even explained what Feminista is. Okay, so Feminista, let's see. Feminista, it was you, Joel, me, and who else? Or was it just you and I? I think it was just the two of you, because you guys had just discovered Internet Relay Chat, which had been installed on the PC Lab probably a week before. Right. Yes. So uh, yeah. Joel and I are on IRC, bouncing around on there, and we decided that we're going to, we're, we're sitting next to each other in the PC Lab, and we bounce to... The bisex what chat was room was our favorite. Bisex chat room, yes. <laughs> And naturally, we were, yeah. yes. Well, they're they're having this cyber orgy, orgy yeah. going on, and Joel and I basically imagine imagine a hardcore orgy happening, and then two of the Marx Brothers showing up, <laughs> and then Groucho Groucho and Harpo show up for no reason whatsoever. And go ahead, Joel. Well, we just started messing up their day, um, just as much as possible. We were interfering all the goings on and the shenanigans. Well, uh, along the way, we noticed that one of the people in the chat room's name was feminista and so we started kind of we're talking back and forth with each other in real life and then talking with them in there and we're like that sounds like the name of some sort of female latin rebel and then one of us is like yeah like it could be a holiday like happy feminista feminista la 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 la, la. right so now we're we're spamming the channel with la 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 happy feminista so then so we get kicked out of the chat <laughs> not only did we get kicked out of the chat we got the we, we got, got our server banned yeah, gonna, from the IRC <laughs> we got banned we got uh, 
yeah, I mean, you guys were trolls before people knew that was a thing, really. Yes, we were. And so, so we wander out, stumble out into the the uh, the, the triangle. And we eventually come across other people and we started just continuing with this happy feminista nonsense. And it was what it was March 23rd, yes. 1994. Mm-hmm. And so we start going happy feminista. La, 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 la. And soon we started to get a group, not a big group, but a group. And eventually we all, I believe, if I remember correctly, we all piled into our various vehicles and went over to the Gossage Grill. That's correct. Yep. And, went to the Gossage. And had some horrible greasy food at the Gossage Grill. Something I'm not proud of happened on the uh, commute over to the Gossage Grill on the first Feminista. So, well, the, long story short, we turned this into a holiday. And we've been about 75% successful at celebrating this every year at one, at somehow or another. For the first, wait, like... Wait, wait, almost, wait, 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 wait. Was, was getting run over by the car you were riding in, is that the thing? Yes, yes that, that <laughs> happened on the first Feminista. So, well, so wait, let's, let's finish. So we, have a, we decided we're going to have a Feminista party. And we got, I know that we had to get Suzanne to buy the keg mm-hmm. and something else had we got basically the party happened and all I remember by the end of it is that the the uh, pinata that we had gotten to the little guy in the sombrero his arms had been ripped off and shoved into his groin <laughs> <laughs> We had a two of us, three of us sitting on the front porch with the keg, just drinking straight from the tap because we still had some uh, Killians left. Yep. The last <laughs> two people, uh, if I recall, were myself and Rabbi still drinking from the keg at 10 a.m. the next day. Yes. So, But that night, we had gone out to the Gossage Grill, and then we all piled in Patrick's car. <laughs> and <laughs> Josh is still the in his car. wearing black... <laughs> Yeah, Josh is still wearing his black trench coat. So we got we jump in the car and there's eight of us in the back. And I know I'm sitting next to Josh and we're driving up uh, Harlem Avenue. And out of nowhere, Josh looks as we're talking. And then Josh just smacks up against the window. <laughs> Boom. <And> he's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, what the hell? What, is, what just happened? He goes, I don't I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> boom. And his head bounces up against the window. I'm like, are you OK? He's like, it's like he was possessed. Like, Shit, my jacket is outside the door. Well, his jacket was so long. It was outside the door. The door was closed and his tail of his trench coat was getting trapped. <laughs> under the back wheel <laughs> and smacking him up against the door every time it got stuck. He was and getting, I say to this day, that's part of why that door got so fucked up. He was getting <laughs> run over inside the car. Yes, I almost got run over by a car I was a passenger in. Yes, I'm not proud of it, but it happened. Oh my god, it was so funny. It looked like something out of out of The Exorcist. The way he just kept getting slammed I had to over on Harlem Avenue just so he could like get his everybody had to pile out like a cloud car right there in the heart. Yeah, and the, the tail of your trench coat's all torn up and... <laughs> oh my god. And it, it, needless to say, Feminista went on for almost almost a decade before it kind of trailed off once we moved and things just kind of, you know... Took, well, life happened. Right. It took their natural course, which we've talked about bringing it back more family-friendly, but yeah, I mean, it, it literally went on every year on March 23rd for a long time. We still would celebrate it even if we, um, you know, weren't all together, so... We'll bring it back. Maybe for this show, it'll be a good thing to bring back. Hey, I think maybe uh, we can have the first 40 going on 14 event on Feminista. There you go. What's the what's the worst that could happen? Oh, Jesus. How many, how many <laughs> things have we started saying that and somebody ended up, well, anyway. Almost dead. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we're realizing as we're talking that we've got so many uh, stories from the college days that we probably have enough material someday for a part two to this show. Or a part yeah. three, even. 
So, uh, able to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending on, uh, listener feedback. So if this is something you enjoy, uh, some explanation to some of the side jokes that we've talked about in the last 39 episodes, we'd uh, like always, to hear from you. Yeah. They could always ask us to explain any, if they hear any too. So, mm-hmm. uh, we ready to go to break gentlemen, and then we'll talk about, uh, what we're like now and uh, how this show started. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Good. Awesome. So let's break. For those of you that don't know, that was Takeo Ishii <laughs> doing his chicken yodeling. <sighs> if you have not discovered Takeo Ishii, what the uh, hell is wrong with you? Yeah, Joel, you want to just get just one more, one more flashback, and you tell him how we discovered Takeo Ishii. Okay. Well, it's no secret that I ran a record store for six years, and in the course of running a record store, you you what? You come across things that are odd that you will not see on any other given day unless you were in that scenario. And anyway. A record came in used and it was odd because on the cover there was a Japanese man wearing lederhosen and his name was Takeo Ishii and the title of the album was Dare Yodel Casanova <laughs> and we proceeded well I proceeded to bring it home after purchasing it and sharing it with the gentleman at the house and I believe Pat you had a record player at that point right because I didn't yep. have one yep. no 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 there was no record player because we we didn't have because it was a long time before any of us knew what Takeo Ishii sounded like remember we, just we had, had him in the frame for a long time oh that's right we framed it oh god yeah I forgot that's about that. right oh and it, yeah we didn't actually hear it so much later that's true and when we finally did hear it of course it was pure gold Remember we, yeah, we had a discussion on whether we should play it or not because we're like, what if it really sucks and we hate it and we've idolized it all this time? <laughs> I know. I remember because right before the needle went on the record, we're like, we could be ruining an awesome joke. <laughs> and we were so wrong. It was better than we could have ever imagined because yeah. here's this Japanese guy in Lederhosen singing in German and yodeling. I mean, it's very traditional, like uh, like. Like if, if you didn't Polka? see him, if you just listen, if you just listen to the record without seeing the cover, you would assume he's an Austrian guy or something. Yeah, you never yeah. would have known at all, and that's what you know shows that that music is colorblind. But no, I mean it's it's fantastic. I'll have to post take a picture of it. I've got it in my record cabinet. Take a picture of it and post it um, after the show hits, so everybody can see what we're talking about. And then I'm sure one of us will post the video at some point. One of them, and it's up. Never mind, it's already <laughs> there. So I guess I should post, post the album cover soon. All right. So uh, looking at our lives now, uh, we started with Patrick, uh, went to Joel, then me, then Mike. So in reverse order, Mike, a uh, few things have happened in the last 20 or so years. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, 
funny thing happened when I first got to Concordia. I met a girl the very first day, and uh, I also met William, Will, our friend Will, and uh, Mary wound up marrying one of them. <laughs> Which one? A hint. <laughs> it wasn't Will. So uh, <laughs> Suzanne, my lovely wife of coming up on 18 years now. Jesus, really? I know, seriously. God. No, yeah. that's and that's and I don't want to be like I'm not like romantic and stuff, but when I bring that up to her, her reaction is really damn. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. Post college, graduated from college in the same month. We got married, moved to Georgia, and I started an internship as a DC. Uh, Ten months later, my internship had been revoked. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> and I came back to Illinois because fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I basically came to Concordia and was just like, went to my guidance counselor, Gail. Gail Goodwin, you're awesome. Oh, Got me out of college. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Gail was awesome. Mine was he, Mark uh, Blocky. Yeah, well, I went to Gail and was just like, look, here's what I've got. What's the least amount of work I have to do to get a degree to get out of here? He's like, you can take two classes and have a theo degree, theology degree, and you're out. Bang, done. So uh, out of jumping from job to jobs for a little while, I wound up uh, you know, doing uh, working at a coffee shop, and eventually I wound up working for Wizards of the Coast. Yep. And during that time, uh, we had a child, uh, Katie, who is now 14. And a few years later, we had my second daughter, who is Sophie, and uh, she is now 10. And they are so my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beyond. I mean, it, and it's funny because it's like my interests have diverted totally in the two of them. Sophie is totally into the video game. She loves gaming. She loves uh, that all that whole thing. And but really isn't too much into the comic books. Katie is totally into the comic books and loves the the sketching and the drawing and all that, but really isn't into the gaming thing. So they've like my interest diverted on the two of them. Uh, like I said, been living out uh, in Western Illinois for a long time now, uh, fourteen years. We showed up here when uh, Katie was coming around, and uh, you know now I'm working the quote unquote nine to fiver and uh, just living life. You know doing. Doing it is what we do, type of thing. What? Doing it is what we you know? do. Yeah, that, that sounded yeah. much less cool than you thought. <laughs> I didn't think it was cool at all. They don't well, think it was even less like cool it is, that. but it do. Yeah, that was cool in the gang. I'm gonna. I'm editing the shit out of that statement with you, Pat, and you are gonna be worshiping me by the time I'm done. You just uh, broke Patrick, I think. Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> doesn't take much no for you. it does not and so, this is your uh, second podcast if i recall yes uh 40 going on 14 is actually number two uh originally right. i was uh working with our friends nick uh and uh, a couple friends from work jonathan and brian uh brian is known online as uh, buckaroo ballinger and uh he just he's a good photographer he's a photographer look that up uh we did tiki geeks which was actually a amalgamation of the tiki culture and being a geek where we would review movies and games and that sort of thing and the cool thing about the show was is that we would do all these reviews but we would also buy a bottle of something at the beginning of the show and then as the show progressed we would mix drinks with it until by the end of the show when we had a drink made up and then we would give post the recipe online so if you go to tikigeeks.com, we still got the recipes and all that there but uh, that has uh that lasted uh 12 13 episodes and then uh, pod faded, so it's still quote unquote under hiatus. So uh, you're going back there you to go. them, aren't you? <laughs> it's like uh, Dave Chappelle. You never quit. You're just years late for work. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, gosh, Josh, 
<laughs> you called him gosh. <laughs> Uh, it, we we've been over this. If uh, if you type it in the show notes, he will read it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Post college, I uh, kind of uh, bumbled around for a little bit. Went to other colleges, spent some time unemployed, some other time doing some jobs I didn't much care for, uh, until I ended up uh, managing a hobby shop in Oak Park. Uh, for nearly a decade, uh, selling games, uh, being sarcastic, kind of making the place my own. Worst uh, job ever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in that time, I also owned and operated a game convention that went from just a few people showing up in a uh, little cultural center in Oak Park to hundreds of atten- annual attendees in uh, Rosemont. Uh, it was called the Ides of March. It was mostly a D&D convention, but we had Magic the Gathering and uh, other tabletop games in the years I did that. I ran um, Shatterbun game for that one year. Yeah. Yeah. You got me to uh, judge a um, Pokemon tournament once, too. In <laughs> uh, the years... You just stood over it going, you're all nerds. That kind of judging? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pretty much. That's how it works. <laughs> In the years post Hobbytown and post Ides, I did a lot of acting and comedy, uh, including a stint. I did uh, with three separate troops. I did, I want to say, three years of both long and short form improv. Uh, One of the seasons in one of the troops uh, I did with Mike. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, for a few years of selling video games, decided to uh, work in a high school with uh, basically behavior disorder special ed kids. Uh, Did that for three years uh, before returning to the game industry at a comic shop where I've worked now for over a year, uh, pastimes in Niles. Uh, About seven years ago, I met my lovely wife, Sarah, at a game convention. She's a second-generation D&D player, and... uh, after meeting, I think it took us uh, a month to start dating and then four more months to move in together. A year after moving in, uh, we were married and we've been married ever since. So, I still have a kiss, though. Me. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're nerds. That was a nerd joke. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Sorry, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. That, it's my turn? Yes, you won. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one who did that. And I'm like, wait, what is it me? Um, <clears throat> so we're, we're what? We're doing right after college, right? Yeah, from college um, to now. Well, after, well, in college, uh, I met um, Amy, who would later become my wife and who has been now married to me, much to uh, her dismay, I'm sure, now since 1997. <laughs> We've been married, so um, about the same amount of if you ever, as Mike. If you ever want to see somebody who has the eye roll and sigh perfected, it's Amy. <laughs> yeah, she's six foot tall, and she will kick your ass. Um, but anyway. Um, Unless you pick her up, put her over your shoulder. Right. Then uh, started the great move of the next decade, where we started moving all around the country. In the course of that, um, in 2003, my daughter Juliana was born. And she is me. She looks like Amy, but she is me. Uh, she is 100% me. Um, <clears throat> and she's proud of it, which is what makes it even worse. <laughs> she's very proud that she's not only daddy's little well, somebody girl. Somebody should be out of the two of you. <laughs> that she embodies everything that I am. It's, it's hysterical. She's very proud of that fact. Um, and then in 2005, while we were still in Kansas City as well, uh, my son Isaiah was born. 
He uh, looks more like me and uh, is also me. He's just kind of like, you know, Katie and Sophie are different parts of you. Yeah, he's the other parts of me. Um, And I have a feeling he's going to... Oh, some of the bad parts. But anyway, he, they're, they're both awesome kids, and I am very lucky to have them. Then we uh, moved to Colorado. I finally got my degree. Uh, I took an extra year of school to get my degree as a certified medical assistant, um, to which I'm not using it, just like I don't believe any of you are using your schooling to any extent. Um, and now... Uh, own my own house, living in Rockford, Illinois. Got a good job, making some money finally. I was out of work for a while, had some really horrible crap going on in my life, but um, things are good. Can't complain. And uh, then now I'm getting to do this show every week. It's one of my favorite things that I do every week. I love you guys. Oh, Bike, gosh, patch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Sometimes. I was just oh. thinking, at least we haven't heard from Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss passed out. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, uh, Patch, it's your turn. <laughs> um, yeah, well, after um, after the college had told me that I was no longer welcome to <laughs> race their doorsteps. And That's had a been... great start, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. That's the funny part. Yeah, they, they yeah, said to me the... that you can't stay here anymore without paying. And I said, we'll see about that. And that lasted about <laughs> six weeks. And then finally they showed up on my doorstep and, you know, knocking on my door, waking me up like with security guards. And like, you're leaving. <laughs> we had a habit of doing Fine. that, lived, didn't we? <laughs> so we went and got yeah. the house. Um, and then after the house was done, after we moved out of there, after we split up or after I left, I went and lived with a, um, a bunch of guys that I was working with at one of the restaurants because I was a bartender by then, full-fledged. Had uh, left school, uh, 207 college credits and no degree. But a uh, tongue piercing and a lot of potatoes. <laughs> more than more than <laughs> just a tongue piercing, lots of piercings and a lot of drinks and a lot of uh, moving and a lot of everything over the years. Just uh, going from job to job as bartending as bartenders tend to do. I ended up for staying for many years um, in the Russian Division Street area of Chicago in the club area, bartending and managing clubs <laughs> for a lot of years. And there's just a ton of stories and things from those years and just really fun times and lots of debauchery in, in different, in many, many different kinds of ways. And kind of got burnt out on the whole bartending thing after a while and got into poker and ended up moving to Las Vegas to wait tables at a steakhouse and play poker professionally and deal a little poker at the same time. Um, and I did that for a while, was doing really well. My parents, um, while I was out in, in Vegas, uh, finalized their divorce. And about a year and a half after moving to Vegas, I got word that my father um, had a mild heart attack due to uh, stress and hypertension at, you know, from work and stuff. So I left Las Vegas to come live with him and take care of him for a while and teach him how to take better care of himself. Because even though I don't choose to do so myself, I do know what you should do. <laughs> Um, and I cooked for him and taught him how to cook and everything. And he, you know, got healthier and lost some weight and was able to go back to work and stuff. And then I moved out, got my own place. And, um, then he got sick again and I ended up moving back into his house. And after he passed last year, uh, the house was left to my sister and I, and we've been living here since. And probably this upcoming August, we're going to part ways and either, either rent the house out or sell it. 
that's where I stand now. Um, right. I'm going to be well professionally. Um, I'm going to be opening up a food truck. I'm excited about that. Yay! I'm, Yay! Yeah, I'm buying. <clears throat> I'm buying a bus and I'm going to um, convert it into a into a food truck. And uh, I've got a whole concept ready. It's going to be grilled cheese, like gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches with a uh, edible soup bowl, and it's going to be called Cheesy Rider. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheesy. Yeah. And all of us have had Patrick's cooking. And you should definitely eat his sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, that's one one thing I've learned in all my years of working in the restaurants is I'm I am a hell of a cook. And uh, and you make nuclear Kool Aid. <laughs> that's actually I might I might actually make that to sell. Holy bejeebus! <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna be the cause of diabetes across all Texas. <laughs> Trust me. Don't they already all have? Yeah, because they're getting it with or without me. <laughs> have you seen Texans? <laughs> I'm considered the in-shape guy. <laughs> wow. Well, and yeah. you've done comedy. Say, It's not just Mike and I who have done comedy over the years. You've uh, recently gotten into some stand-up. Yeah, I've, done, I've, I've dabbled a little bit in stand-up comedy. I've done um, thinking about doing, doing some more. I was actually the other night reading over some of the stuff I'd written to do on stage. and Made myself laugh, so I was like, well, I guess maybe I should try this on stage. It's funny to me, at least. So I'm thinking I, I'm going to venture out a little bit on it. I thought it, I thought what you did was very funny. I, it was it was more than I was expecting. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean I, I thought you were going to be funny, but I didn't realize how funny. Um, it was highly offensive, <laughs> so it's not for like everybody. But the fact that when you did it, where you did it, and what you did was. I thought was I was very impressed to be honest with you and, and and again no offense to you or anything but my expectations were I know Pat I've known him for a long time and it was not what I was expecting and that was good uh, as an aside I have a bit of a confession to make that you reminded me of Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Ever since you mentioned Russian Division, for years I thought there was an area of city called the Russian Division. <laughs> Duh. We are from the Russian Division. Harasho. Many clubs. Nice. <laughs> nice. So it was running through my mind the whole time you said Russian Division. I was like, oh, yeah, the Russian Division. <laughs> Rush and Division. Right. No, I figured that out after, after several years of wondering That's where the Russian funny. Division was. I like that. I'm not surprised at that at all. And it's not like so, I never hung out down there. Yeah. So yeah, you just never knew what street you were on. <laughs> so, so now, I mean, it's another story. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been, I mean, to be not to bring us down on a summer note, it's been one of the, you know, a, a really really tough year. But you know, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm gonna be uh, getting, you know, getting my business going and everything, and getting my life in order, and getting all my stuff out of boxes, and get my own place and everything. So it's gonna be a much better year than last year. So seems like that's nice. kind of a running theme with all of us. I mean, uh, guy, for a while, my online content was. Uh, all wrapped up around uh, like with the unemployed geek for a time I was out of work there after uh, working in high schools uh, after the school shut down but it sounds like this this is the year that we've all kind of turned it around so yeah yeah it doesn't seem this has been a good year uh, mainly looking forward to uh, seeing you guys or talking to you guys every week the um, one of the questions that we have listening here is how 40 going on 14 came to be this is all you, for, man. This is this is your baby. Well, I'll say for well, I mean, it's not so much my baby. I mean, it's for how many years that we've known each other. All of us, at one point or another, have said to each other, "We got to get together and do something." Yep. You know, individually, we're pretty damn funny. Combined, I'm sure we could take on the world. <laughs> um, it's it's and uh, it's funny because oh, the four of us uh, were not the original lineup for this show. 
No, no. Uh, Nick was uh, in, in in on it, and uh, we had some other people that were lined yeah, up. Yeah, you for and it I had and... talked about it when I was living in Chicago with. You. Yeah, we we tossed that idea around a little bit, and it you know again with time and working retail at that time, you know, it was very uh, difficult to get anything going. Yeah, if I recall, the lineup was very nearly uh, you, myself, Will, and Nick. And we weren't ever able to get all four of us for a show, but you and I recorded the first episode as just a podcast with two of us just to see mm-hmm. what uh, what happened. And we weren't really satisfied with the results Yeah, and kind of put it to bed uh, until uh, you got the idea to bring Pat and Joel in and then immediately it all clicked. Yeah, it was about, say, about six months. And I still have the, the do you remember what the topic was? I, I don't remember in the slightest. I remember Bad I was... girls. Flash no. Gordon. No. Are we naming Queen songs? No, we actually we had a oh. discussion about uh, Choose Your Own Adventure games. Oh, uh, yeah. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we talked about that. Because that was just after... Um, we were close, Pat. Yep. The uh, Fighting Fantasy game books came out on Android. Yeah, and the uh, format of the show was a lot different, not not as well-structured as what this has come to be, which we kind of figured it out... On our own, I think doing so many remakes, the whole like uh, introduce ourselves, uh, my little Simpsons couch gag saying something after I introduced myself, which I think we started it in like episode three. Yep. Um, then this weekend eventually came and then like the beginning, the break and then the now. Yeah. That was, so we've stuck to that format for the, you know, most, well, pretty much the entire show. Much, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, just got the idea, you know, that it was uh you're trying to think about people that I've had good conversations with. And I actually, one of the reasons that I called you guys on getting the show together is you remember years ago when we were living in Oak Park, um, we were playing Lunch Money together. Did Mario just hit a question block in the background there? <laughs> it sounded like it. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was throwing something away. I apologize. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was like you, me, and I think I forget who else was here, but we're, we're playing Lunch Money, which is, if you haven't played it, it's a great card game about a, a schoolyard fist fight brawl. Um, and we were making some really awesome comments and laughing our asses off. And I thought about us videoing, you know, we got the idea that we're going to video ourselves playing the game and watch all this awesome banter. And then we put the video camera on and nobody said a damn thing. <laughs> that's how it works. And I was like, oh, the camera, that's the problem. I thought about that. And, you know, how funny this situation seemed to me when it was just us talking. And that kind of sp- this sprouted from that idea. Gave you guys a call, and we've been doing it for forty episodes now. Yeah, so up well, a year. We forgot something, Mike. <clears throat> we forgot to mention how uh, we almost had this start even prior to all of this. Oh yeah, bum, bum, Joel. Bum. There was a rumor of um, we were in college, and and we took yeah. a radio uh, broadcasting. Well, I took radio broadcasting course. I don't know if you took it too, but. Um, and during the course of the radio broadcasting class, which is the only one they offered then, I think it's the only one they've ever offered, there was talk of them starting an on-campus radio station, which they had all the stuff for it. But um, And we used the recording booth for the radio broadcasting class. I was in it with Mel. Um, and so Mike and I started talking about if they had this, they actually got this off the ground that you and I were going to have our own morning show. Mm-hmm. And the opening bit to the morning show was, yeah, you're listening to the uh, Mike and Joel. Mike and Joel in the morning. morning. If we got to be up, if we got to be up. You got to be up, you know, and then go from there. And that was kind of our shtick. So, I mean, even back then we had t- joked about starting our own radio show. And then here we are. I mean, I remember when you approached me with the idea. I mean, just the name itself 
lends itself to all kinds of interesting stuff. So it's amazing. I'm glad to see that we've hit 40, you know? Yeah. Yeah. More ways than one. Well, yeah, the odds were against either Pat or I making it to 40, so. <laughs> I know. That's, five more years and you guys take the five. Yeah, still I was going to say, you. I'm not there yet. Right. We could still, we could still, uh, I still got some bets on. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> did somebody say pot? Uh, oh, uh, they did, Patrick. You missed it. <laughs> I smoked it all. <laughs> Stage left, even. So anyway, what's what's uh, next here on the topic list? I don't quite understand the next. So one. how we how we do the show each week? Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, about how uh, up to an hour before we actually start recording on Thursday nights, uh, we all get into Skype and s- sort of talk about what we want to do the next week. Uh, but before that, we've got our show notes process. Sometimes uh, you guys will hear us talk about, oh, this. The, the abbreviations in this weekend or something. Mike, you want to go into some details on that? Uh, show notes are usually done <laughs> literally like as Thursday show. morning before <laughs> I leave for work. I'll start a blank document because somebody will go, what about show notes? And <laughs> over the while I'm at work, everybody, everybody throws their little tidbit in there. By the end of the end of it, we have the um, all the show notes that for the for the whole time, I mean, for the whole show, it's. You know, we have the intros. We have our uh, props to our friends over at the Musings of a Geek Network, who we've just joined up with, and now all the com- communication we get back from you guys. And then we do this weekend. Patrick does those now. He is doing a great job of digging stuff up. Yeah, buddy. And um, <clears throat> they've also discovered that if they put it in the show notes, I will read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Again, like it's Anchorman. on the teleprompter. <laughs> so uh, I really am living no. in the Anchorman universe. Yep, you are. You are completely living in the Anchorman universe. Wait, does that, wait I don't want to be champ. <laughs> Whammy. <laughs> we uh we've leaned pretty hard not to be a commercial for Google, but on Google process uh, various products here. Just like we use Google Docs for our show notes, uh, Google Voice for our voicemail. Oh yeah, Google so, yeah, for so. searching things. Oh yeah, for this weekend. It's true. Yep. Google so sponsors, hey, go Google. We're, we're hey. here for you guys. <laughs> I use Google to do the this weekend every week. I use it for <laughs> porn. Does that count? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I don't. For the show, search. I don't need to search. I know where I'm going for that. Oh. I do my laundry with Google. Does it get your whites whiter? Whoa! Where did that? Where did where did we wind up there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ew! Why is so. my sock sticky? That's the part where you're supposed to laugh. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I thought it was. I thought it was another mystery. What? Uh, what? I don't know what the hell's yeah. going on anymore. Canister back? What? Yeah. Huh? No. Um. <laughs> that sucks. Hey. Right, so yeah, we, we, we've yeah usually using Skype and a call recorder. Mike edits the show down and it gets posted uh, by Mike on several places, uh, including our website. And Joel, you're responsible for what Stitcher. Uh, well, yeah, Stitcher talk shoe. talk shoe is what I do. Stitcher uh, feeds from talk shoe. And, um, uh, sometimes I help Mike with the, the show blurb, but he's been taking over doing a good job. So, but whenever he needs it, I'm here. Which, which one of you can't spell con? I, ju- I just noticed on the Star Trek show that, uh, it's spelled I'd, like Madeline con. I don't remember <laughs> who did the Star Trek one. I'd have to look at it. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember either. It might have been me. What? All I know is Mike sometimes will hit me up and ask me to do one, and I'm like, sure, no problem. (laughs) There you go. All I know is is weed is a hell of a drug. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Con. Uh, I'm just going to say it to you. I didn't do that one. No? Can you eat triples? How much of a badass is Scotty? I didn't write that. 
No, it might be That's me. You. <laughs> I don't remember. The editing process involves a lot of time and alcohol. The Spock half plus plus? <laughs> so, well, there's a little process, what we're doing now. And uh, pretty much, what are we doing Pretty next? much most of the behind-the-scenes stuff is, is Mike, and what Mike doesn't do is Joel, really. What Mike well, doesn't no, you do, do is this Joel. Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like weird. Everything going. else is fair game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. I'm just saying, like um, Josh, Josh doesn't do any of the behind-the-scenes editing, recording, or anything. Neither do I. So it's true. Well, you do content. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like the behind-the-scenes, straight-up, you know, technical stuff. We each have our piece. Yeah, I mean, we've. I typically uh, manage the voicemail. Patrick does this weekend. Mike does the editing. And the recording. And the recording. And the uploading. And the rendering. And I pay for the advertising. And the reticulating splines. Yep. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. It's a Sims joke. All right. So what about next week, guys? What are we doing next week? Mm-hmm. Each other. No. <laughs> Again. Breakfast yeah. cereals. Yay. Yes. Oh, cool. Get crisp. <laughs> yeah. They're great. We are to going track to track down do- some Oreos. Oh, can't get enough of going to Kevin Dish. It's got a bunch of them. Yeah, and you'll find out about that, too. I'm going to have to finally open <laughs> so, that box of G.I. Joe cereal that I have in the box behind me. Fuck G.I. Joe cereal, man. I want some Ghostbusters cereal. I got oh. Simpsons cereal in a box somewhere. Still, still shrink wrapped. Ooh. So, yeah, we're going to talk about breakfast cereal because it got suggested to us. Yeah, that was a great idea. So we're looking forward to eating a whole bunch of cereal. Yes. I'm looking forward to eating a whole bunch of cereal, man. I'm going to get so wound up. <laughs> I'm going to get the diabetes. <laughs> Suzanne's going to be so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. And whoever gets Captain Crunch Mouth first has to flag it on Facebook. I have that upstairs in the cabinet right now, actually. Oh, so yeah. that's the first one. Captain I'm Crunch eat. Mouth? Uh, yep. You, you have it with nope. or without berries. No, yeah. it's regular. Captain, Captain eating Crunch. Captain Crunch is like eating a bowl of razor wire. Didn't <laughs> Captain Crunch Mouth uh, cover "I'm a Believer" for Shrek? <laughs> Everybody's covered "I'm a Believer" for Shrek. That's the entire album was nothing but yeah. I, "I'm a Believer" that's, that's covers. Private Smash Mouth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Dad. Smoke another bowl. So if any of you guys out there have, an, have, have another idea of a show uh, topic that you'd like us to cover, you can get us at 40go14 at gmail.com. And uh, you can also find us at 40go14.com. We're on Musings of a Geek, on Facebook, on Stitcher, TalkShoe, iTunes, and Blueberry. And uh, you can get us at 708. Now rap. Almost got me, you fuckers. <laughs> now warp. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was so <laughs> seven oh eight now rap at seven oh eight six six nine nine seven two seven. I gotta say, and, uh, I just started using TalkShoe. Uh, no, I just started using Stitcher on my phone, and I liked it a lot. That's what most people say is that that's what it's best for, is for phone, yeah, it's mobile, mobile yeah, phone. It is a uh, a great little. It's it's pushed a lot by um, uh, Smodcast. What's his name? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah, that's how I first found out about it. So there you go. And if you want to, uh, you want to find out about us, you want to listen to our shows. They are all on Stitcher. You go to Stitcher.com and look for forty going on fourteen. It's right there. Or you can download the app. Oddly enough, I just pulled it up and it comes up under Stitcher.com/podcast/the-tiki-geeks/40going-on-14. Weird. Yeah, just do a no shit. Google search for forty going on fourteen, and uh, it actually appears in eight playlists already. So that's pretty good for just nice. being fairly recent. So cool. So. 
All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening. I'm Mike saying goodnight. Uh, I'm Patrick. I'm Juan. <laughs> and I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm really kind of hoping that we uh, go back to hearing from uh, Mr. No-No's instead of this uh, stoned cartoon character. I never yeah, went anywhere, Josh. <laughs> I've been inside you the whole time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> never mind. Oh, good God. <laughs> Mr. No-No's is frightening. Why uh, Snagglepuss? Can you pick a more obscure and irrelevant cartoon great character? Babe, great babe. Is that better? What? All right. I'm hanging up on that. That was to make about that time. This is where we find out if people really like us. <laughs> A whole episode just about us. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends.